All right, welcome to the Ray Hart Rundown. Hey guys, happy Thanksgiving. Yes, happy Thanksgiving. This is the super holiday Thanksgiving episode that we're going to do. Oh yeah, real excited for it. So let me start off by saying if you have been to our merch store, which is at www.teespring.com slash stores slash Ray Hart Rundown and checked out our merch line. There and you, if you plan to buy anything, like even for the holidays or just ahead of time or anything like that, there is a shipping cutoff date in order to get it in time for the holidays. Yeah, that is December tenth, so it's actually not too far away. December tenth is standard shipping cutoff. Now, if you're willing to pay for rush shipping, you can get it uh, up to December sixteenth. So that is the only two dates that you have to worry about if you're going to buy from our merch store in, in time for Christmas. So if you want to get your loved one a Picocles shirt, <laughs> that would be the way to do it. That's right. And we are doing our uh, Black Friday deal. Um, it's going to be running from today when this airs, Wednesday, until Monday for Cyber Monday. Because Friday you got Black Friday, of course, which is most of the big businesses that do it right saturday is your small business saturdays where you're supposed to support local right and then monday is cyber monday well we're not a big corporation but we have small business saturday and cyber monday because it's technically online so screw it we're just going to do it for the entire rest of the week the entire rest of the week so by the time you hear this podcast all the way up until monday night we're going to be running uh, a special promo code on our website again teespring.com slash stores slash Ray Hart Rundown. You can go. You see all of our merch there. We're going to be running 20% off. That's right. Black anything Friday, in the store. Only. 20% off, which honestly, I think it's crazy. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure we're, we're taking a loss on that one, Bob. <laughs> but fine. you know what? It's, it's, it's all I don't about worry fans, about it. So screw Tw- it. 20% go. off. Uh, you just have to put the promo code in. We're going to have the promo code be rundown. So just type in rundown on the promo code section before checkout. You'll get 20% off your entire your entire order. Yeah. Which would be great. So let's not go let's not go crazy, guys. Let's not break me before Christmas though. Yeah. yeah. I'm just Can't kidding. Pay for I'm just kidding. Do what you guys gotta do. Order as much as you want. But all right, let's lead into the Thanksgiving episode. Oh. Bob, what you got? Oh, oh, oh. We are, and just an FYI real quick about the oh, merch okay. store. We are working on new products. Oh yeah, absolutely. There is uh, a, a hats that are coming. Um, there's supposed to be more. There's even supposed to be more blankets, and the hoodies actually are going to be going down in price. Yeah. So we right got. We got a I love the we hoodie, gotta, man. Yeah, that we got a. So we got a different uh, a different line, different manufacturer to do the hoodies, so we can get the the hoodie price down again. Oh, right on. So well, I, I, yeah, I've still seen the quality of that and everything. It's still really great. No, it's great. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, there was no sense of. Like if we can get the price down and keep the quality, why wouldn't we? Exactly. So. Okay, so let me. That's let me. There you go. That's our plug for the merch store for this episode. That way we don't have to do it at the end. Yeah, just <laughs> get way. it out of the way and get. Into so the while you're stuff. listening, while you're listening, if you want to check out our merch store, feel free. Okay, so Thanksgiving. Holy crap! I feel like I feel like Halloween was yesterday. A little yeah, bit. I was gonna say. I feel like we just did that, but I think it was because like I love the Halloween episode. It was like, fun. It was so much fun, and we talked about some of my favorite horror films growing up. Oh yeah, up and, and stuff, of course you know? and to learn the the behind the scenes on how things yeah. like things went sideways and yeah. I'm dude, I'm and that's what makes me super excited for the Christmas episode that we're going to do cuz like I can't wait to to dig into the behind the scenes of uh 
National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. There, I got a lot of behind the scenes for Home Alone. Oh, I got, right. some, I got some some good stuff for Home Alone. But again, that's, either way, that's, you got you got wait a month. You're a month out. Yeah. So, but, uh, but right. going forward, so Thanksgiving, real quick. I know you got a lot of stuff for to talk about in this one. Yeah. So I've only got a little bitty thing here. From if you think about it, there really aren't a lot of kids Thanksgiving. Right. I, I mean, for the exception of the cartoons. Oh, 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 oh. Like Charlie oh. Brown. Let's stop right there. Speaking of Charlie Brown, so remember um, like two or three episodes ago, we talked about how Apple swooped in yeah, and they, bought they, the rights to the Peanuts? Yeah. Okay. They made it exclusive to Apple TV. Which is super upsetting. Uh, apparently super upsetting to everyone. So we weren't the only ones to clearly figure this out and call it out on our podcast. But other people started figuring it out, and it started getting blasted. Because, Can't beat the internet, bro. I say it you're all the time. You're damn right. So because <laughs> of that, because of that, Apple now has been like, oh, shit. Holy crap. We need to fix some shit. Yeah. And they're going to be partnering with PBS to get the Charlie Brown holiday specials back on the air for people to watch. Good. So uh, I don't know if it's going to be this Thanksgiving, if the Thanksgiving special will be available. I don't know. If I'm sure. I'm sure I'm they're going to act quickly. They better. Because they already missed Halloween and yeah. a bunch of people Oh, off, yeah. So. People were angry. The Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, nobody saw it. Yeah. So, I mean, come on. That, that show's been around every year. Why would you? Yeah. It makes you have to do the Ray Hart sigh. <sighs> Sorry, I just caught you doing it. I I do it so much. Dude, it's we ridiculous. Both do, man. It's we ridiculous. both. It's the Ray okay. Hart sigh. It is. It's, it's uh, for the. It's the dramatic effect. Yeah, in our conversation, dramatic in our daily effect. conversation. We're so stupid. Right, Anyways, uh, okay. So going back. So let's all thank God that Apple is seeing the light. It's going to go to PBS. We're going to be able to see the Charlie Brown holiday specials now. But going forward, I kind of started looking at like what as far as Thanksgiving movies do they have you know for kids i guess for kids i mean of course they do they do cartoons cartoons is easy i'm, yeah. I'm not trying to say that it's like well no it's not easy by no, any not, means but you but you see what i'm saying like as far as like but it, for kids wise it is right to slap a turkey on something and call it thanksgiving it's right to come up with a storyline that fits into thanksgiving well, i think would be a little bit more difficult right but jim henson did it years ago so we all know jim henson from the muppets uh, absolutely Jim Henson, the creator of the Muppets, back, way back, 1968. Damn. Yes. Way back, the original... Before the Muppets, right? Well, it was early, 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 early. But in 1968, he had this idea, this concept for a Thanksgiving, like a musical kind of thing. And it uh, it was called Turkey Hollow, or the musical of Turkey Hollow, or something like that. So Jim Henson's Turkey Hollow Thanksgiving film is what recently, I don't say recently, but like in the last five years has came to be. So the original concept was 1968. It was done by Jim Henson and Jerry Jull. I'm not sure if I'm saying that right, but Jerry Jewell has been around the Muppets. He was a writer. He did. He wrote the Muppet uh, Caper, the Muppets Take Manhattan, Muppet Treasure Island. He wrote the Muppets like essentially like most of the Muppet movies anyone he's ever seen Jerry's been involved well him and Jim back in 1968 like had this concept to the point where Jim Henson even created puppets actual puppets for this show but it was just in concept form and rough draft script so it never got made ever so in 2014 
Jim Henson's wife, Jane, actually came out and said on like a podcast, it'd be nice to see this happen. Like this thing that Jim wanted to happen. Like Thanksgiving, again, like we're talking about now, Thanksgiving doesn't have very much. Right. So why wouldn't it? And it, boom, next, you know, within a year, in 2015, uh, Jim Henson's Turkey Hollow was released on Lifetime. So they had put it all together. It's It, it stars Mary Steenburgen. Uh, you remember her from Back to the Future 3. Um, she was in Step Brothers as the mom. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and she, is, she plays the aunt, and these two kids go to visit their aunt in Turkey Hollow. I'll just give you the basis real quick. They go to visit their aunt in Turkey Hollow, and then they're bored at their aunt's house because they're like, there's no internet, there's no electronics, so it's like that type of, you know... And so the kids are like, oh, well, supposedly there's this, like, Bigfoot-like creature. We should try to go hunt for it. So they go out into the woods to try to hunt for this Bigfoot-like creature. And, of course, they stumble upon these other creatures that they end up becoming friends with. And it spins into a whole story about the ant getting blamed for stealing a Thanksgiving turkey. And it's a whole funny thing. It's great, great family film. Definitely a great Thanksgiving family film. Uh, Available right now on Amazon Prime, I think it is. It's narrated by Ludacris. Okay, that's yeah, different. Yeah, that's what I said. I was like, oh, that's right. odd, but I, I guess it works. It got decent reviews. I mean, it's Thanksgiving film. You can't really, yeah. you know, I mean, what do you? where do you go with a Thanksgiving film? You don't have much. There's like the Charlie Brown Thanksgiving for kids, and then there's this, you know, the Turkey Hollow, and then, honestly, I can't even think of anything right now. Well, when it comes to live action, I mean, it's like there's the one that came to my mind is uh, Beethoven. From the 90s. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Beethoven was supposed to be based around uh, Thanksgiving and everything. And, and that I actually have quite a bit of info on. Okay. Um, more along the lines of, like, just little facts about it. Not too much, like, behind the scenes. But, like, with Beethoven. So, one of the screenwriters was for Beethoven. Right. Is credited as Edmund Dantes. Ed- Edmund Dantes? Yep. Okay. Which, I know you've heard that name before, right? No. I don't think so. You've never read The Counts of Monte Cristo or seen no, the movie? No. That's the name of the main character in that book, okay. in that film, is Edward Dantes. Which oh, is Edward the, or Edmond? Edmund. Okay. And that was the pseudonym used by the actual writer, John Hughes. Oh, so Beethoven is a John Hughes film? He was technically one of the writers, but used the uh, pseudonym Edward Dantes. <clears throat> Does Why? Why? I, I don't know. It didn't say why, but I guess he just, because it wasn't his film, right. he was just one of the writers, he didn't want his actual name on it as a John Hughes film. I'm or, or something to be pushed with his name specifically. Right. So, so he that, used the same right. That's okay. my assumption. Okay. Okay. Um, what I thought was really interesting was the actors that were considered by the studio as the dad. There was a There was a bunch. And apparently he was a big Ghostbusters fan because Dan Aykroyd okay. was considered, and so was Bill Murray and Rick Moranis. Oh, that might have been funny. Okay. You also had Jeff Goldblum, Danny DeVito, which would have been weird, <laughs> Steve Martin, John Candy. Which, I could have I seen John Candy do it. Yep. And Robin Williams. Wow. Yeah. I think Robin Williams, that would have been, I think it would have been a much bigger movie than it was. I think, yeah, I think it would have been, and I think it would have spun a different way. Yeah. I because in the Beethoven movies, I mean, it's more it's more dog-focused than anything else. Right. 
but it was they made I think they spent like 18 million making that movie. Right. And in the US alone it made 57 million and then another 90 million overseas. So it was a really huge success when it hit theaters. And that the, that was the actual name of the dog as well. You like, mean the so the, do- the actor dog? The actor dog his name was actually Beethoven. Really? Yeah. Did they use one dog or was there multiple dogs? In the original Beethoven, there was one. It was the one dog. Just one. Okay. And matter of fact, that dog was the descendant of a dog named Junior, Mm -hmm. who was owned by Buster Keaton. The actor. Yeah. From way back in the day. And his wife, Eleanor Keaton, was the, uh, the dog trainer that trained Beethoven for the movie. Wow. Yep. So the dog's already got, like, Hollywood royalty. Exactly. (laughs) Before the movie even came out. Exactly. And then the other descendants of Beethoven are the ones that they used for the sequels. So, like, every Beethoven Beethoven dog second and Beethoven's third. How many Beethoven movies are there? uh, I think they made, like, nine? Yeah, something like that. Because there was, like, a bunch of, like, because after the second one, it went to, like, straight-to-TV movies. Right. The first two hit theaters, and then everything after that was straight to TV. So they just went off with fucking Beethoven Saves Christmas or whatever the fuck. <laughs> like, they went on with a whole bunch of them. You know, it's like the American Pie movies. Like, nobody knows how many. Yeah, there's just a, a, a plethora. Yeah. But, uh, and Beethoven was also actually Joseph Gordon-Levitt's first film. Did you know that? No, I, that I did not know. He was 10 years old, and he only played one of the classmates of The Sun. So he wasn't even a main nope. player back then. Yeah, that was his very first film role. Do you remember the veterinarian, Dr. Varnick, on Beethoven? Oh, man, it's been so long since I've seen that movie. So, like, he was the main bad guy in that movie. Okay, yep, then I know right. you're He was about. the yep. main villain. His, uh, his Dean Jones was the actor. Okay. Playing the veterinarian was a wink to his starring role in Disney's 1976 movie, The Shaggy D.A., where he played a man cursed to transform at awkward moments into a a dog. Right. That's an old movie. Yeah, that yeah. was an old movie. So Jones actually had made a career of playing nice guys in wacky circumstances and similar Disney-type movies. Right. Playing a villain in Beethoven offered him a real chance to, like, stretch out his acting abilities. hmm And it was the first time that he had ever method acted. Like, even off-camera, he still played as the villain. Oh, so he did the deep dive. Yeah. He also then... Like, the Beethoven animated series mm-hmm. came out for, like, one season in 1994 to 95 or some shit like that. I and don't even remember it. That's how yeah, dude, like, like I said, one season. It was in the 90s. Clearly, it wasn't popular. But he was also in that, but he played the dad. So he went back to the nice guy role. So that's good that he was able to stay within that universe, though. Yeah. So And by the way, there's actually been seven. Seven Beethoven movies. So not nine. <laughs> not nine. Seven. Seven. The most recent one was in 2014, Beethoven's Treasure Trail. Tail. Treasure Tail. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Oh, whoo. Dyslexic there. What kind of, uh, what kind of yeah, movie was sorry. that? Beethoven's Straight to Triple X video? What was not that? Tre- not Treasure Trail. <laughs> Treasure Tail. Wow. All right. Wow, it's late. Is it? <laughs> Is it, though? No, it's nine o'clock. No, it's not. Not at all. I'm just dyslexic as fuck. Uh, yeah. The search for Beethoven's treasure trail. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, shit. That's, uh, I know what I'm getting you for Christmas. <laughs> oh, man. 
But yeah, it was like I said, just some little fun facts about Beethoven for being a, a Thanksgiving movie. Like I said, there's not very many of them, but I think that one of the biggest ones is definitely Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, which is also a John Hughes film. Right. Which would explain why he wanted either Steve Martin or John Candy to play the dad. It, that would make more sense. Now, I know the only other connection that I know about was um, with John Hughes, I think. And I'm not even sure if this is correct. I'll have to look it up. But I believe the whole Uncle Buck, uh, excuse me, Uncle Buck movie was the reason why Macaulay Culkin got Home Alone. Really? I think so. Because isn't it Macaulay Culkin that is an Uncle Buck? Dude, I haven't seen Uncle Buck since I was like five. I could not tell you. You know what? I'm going to look it up real quick. But go on with what you were talking about with planes, trains, and automobiles. Did you know it's based on a true story? No. That's a true story? Well, based on true events. Okay, so that... Not, yeah, not a true story, but based on true events. Uh, John Hughes wrote the script within three days after experiencing a travel nightmare when he was a writer for an advertising company, Leo Burnett Agency. Really? Before he was a screenwriter, he was a writer for advertising. Yep. So which character does he... Does it, Do you know which character he thinks... He, so Steve he's Martin. the Steve Martin character? He's oh, the Steve Martin He's the Steve Martin. Yeah. But it was a travel nightmare that he ended up going through where he was like, he flew into one place and then there was a snow, huge snowstorm and he ended up having to be stayed up into a hotel and then his flights were constantly canceled and he, and he was, you know, and stuff like that. But yeah. And John Hughes, he actually almost didn't even direct that movie. No? He almost gave it to somebody else. There was somebody else. I can't remember his name, but there was a, there was another director that anytime John Hughes had written a movie, but Mm -hmm. he was directing something else or like whatever. And that other movie went into production. He would give it off to this other director, and he almost did that with Planes, Trains, and Automobiles until Steve Martin. Like, he actually did. He gave the script away. Like, here, go direct this movie. Right. And then he found out Steve Martin signed on, and he's like, yeah, give me that shit back. <laughs> like, And he took it back because he really wanted to work with Steve Martin. Now, here's something that I thought was awesome. Hughes encouraged Steve Martin and John Candy to ad-lib as much as they wanted to throughout the film see that's what's great i think we've talked about this before yeah I when love it comes to the, when it comes to a cast that can do that that can play off of each other yeah especially when you get comedians involved like it's oh they it's even so said funny. like when the cameras were turned off like they were just john candy and steve martin were just having the time of their lives just keep everyone. going like they said it was such a fun set to be on during so, the filming of it so let me let me interject just real quick because uh, I did look it up real fast. Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, 1987. The Great Outdoors, 1988. Uncle Buck, 1989. So, like, John Candy was just continuously working with John Hughes over and over and over oh, again. Right on. Uh, but, yeah, Macaulay Culkin was the kid in Uncle Buck, and that's how he landed Home Alone. No shit. Yeah. But, anyways, go ahead with what you were saying. Oh, yeah, but because he had them, like, encouraged him to ad-lib so much. Right. Do you know how long the first cut of Planes, Trains, and Automobiles was? Four and a half hours. I was going to say, I was going to say two and a half hours. Four and a half hours. Is the planes, trains, and automobiles. Is there a four and a half hour cut available to watch? No. That, that would be, cause I, you know, what's funny is I watched the movie the other day. It was on, it was on TV the other day mm-hmm. and it, it felt like it was, I don't want to say rushed, but it felt like it was very quick paced. Right. Okay. I think it was because they there was, had to chop it down because like the first cut was four and a half hours. Right. He then trimmed it down to like three and a half as the like director's cut, mm-hmm. but finally like it was signed off as a ninety-three minute version that finally hit theaters. So like he they cut a four and a half hour movie down to an hour and a half. Wow! So that's why it feels so rushed. Almost, right, right, right. You know. And did you know that movie's rated R? That was another thing. 
Plane screens on automobiles rated R? Yep. Now, rated R back in the day. Back in the that's that's the thing. Back in the day. Yep. Because I know and I don't know what year it was, but I know PG thirteen wasn't around all the time. PG thirteen was added l- later on. It was yeah. like there was G, there was PG, and then PG thirteen was added yeah. as an in between. I think it was yeah. The reason that it got its R rating is because of one scene. What was that? When Steve Martin goes up to the rental car agency after he goes out to the park. Because of the F-bomb. He drops the F-bomb 19 times in that one scene. Was it ad-libbed? I believe so, yeah. Like, uh, and they were, most they were, of the movie and, was. And, and uh, Yeah, so and they were probably, the entire staff was probably, or crew I should say, was probably cracking up laughing. Yeah. It was all like, screw it, we're keeping it. And now you've got, of course, like, this is one of the coolest things that, unless you've looked it up, you're not really going to know this. I mean, I'd be shocked if you ever caught this. If, right. If you're a huge John Hughes fan, then maybe. But the one degree of Kevin Bacon. Right. Now, explain that real quick to people, because some people may not know that, because, like, I mean, we do. Kevin Bacon, we've talked about it before. Nope. Yeah, we have. I'm pretty sure we have. Well, regardless. Anyway. Explain it to any new listener. So, the degrees of Kevin Bacon is how many degrees, like, if you're in a film, Another actor that you're with, chances are like they've worked with an actor or they've worked and then that actor's worked with somebody else who's worked with Kevin Bacon. Right. And that would be your degree so, depending on how many people so between basic, you and, yeah. and Kevin So basically Bacon. what it comes down to is is Kevin Bacon has worked into so many movies and so many films. Yeah. And he's just even if he's not even started them, but he's been in, involved in so many films that almost any actor or crew member in Hollywood can be traced back to Kevin Bacon in usually less than, I think the seven is it six There's or seven? six degrees. Six, six degrees of Kevin six, Bacon was the six term. steps. Yeah, I know you and I are only three. Yeah, you and I are only three. <laughs> yeah, steps we're three. Off. Yeah, we're three steps off. So yay! But yeah, I mean, we I jumped ahead of a lot of people. I don't know <laughs> what that means, but um, but yeah. So if you've ever worked in a movie at all in any fashion. Chances are, chances are, there's yeah, there's a there's a degree of uh, Kevin Bacon there. But okay, so but going back now, that's what that is. So go back to what you were saying. So there's a scene in Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, right, where Steve Martin talks to his wife over the phone, and the TV in the background plays a scene from She's Having a Baby, which is a John Hughes film. Okay, which wasn't released until February of 1988, about three months after Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. So he snuck a he snuck part of the film that had had released three months after Planes, Trains, and Automobiles that he was working on into. So he basically probably took a daily clip, like the dailies that come in from yeah. filming on that one, to and put in, into Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. So and John Candy makes a cameo, and she's having a baby, but in character is Chet, the guy who played in The Great Outdoors. A film not yet released until June of 1988, four months after she's having a baby. Wow. Yeah, that's right. Because it was that one, and then it was Uncle Buck. Yep. And then it comes full circle with Kevin Bacon. The actor briefly appears at the beginning of Planes, Trains, and Automobiles stealing a taxi from Steve Martin. The Which... same scene repeats from Bacon's character perceptive in She's Having a Baby. Wow. So, like, it was like... So- Okay, so if you think about it, John Hughes was secretly creating his own universe. Universe, yeah, but told either told no one or let people just figure it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Yeah, That's I thought great. that was awesome. awesome. Like so many people were enamored with like, oh, how Marvel has integrated all these movies into like one and everything, but it's not a new concept. No, yeah, it's been happening. I mean, dude, John Hughes did it. 
Kevin Smith's Kevin done it. Kevin Smith did it before Marvel. Yeah, like, everybody's... It's not Kevin new. Smith did it back in the 90s. Yeah, so... But I love doing that. I love that stuff. Oh, yeah. Having your own universe fucking rocks. Because you can bring in characters from your different films to make new ones. You know what I mean? Like, right, and not and not only that, but, like, you could bring in characters, and then if you like the character, spin it off right. somewhere else. Which is what I think John Hughes was doing, clearly. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah, awesome. that's your plane, strings, and automobiles update. Well, I, update, I, I, I guess. I don't know how, how else to say Behind it. the scenes, I guess. Yeah, there you Tidbits. Go. Tidbits. So there's not a four-hour cut, though. No. No, just a 93-minute. You know what? I'd love to see it. I would, I would sit through I would, it. I would, I would totally I would definitely sit, sit through it. Through four and a half hours of Steve Martin and John Candy. <laughs> going back <laughs> like, and forth. Yeah, absolutely. I wonder if there's any... I wonder if your studio has that stuff archived. All right, well... I, I do have some other films that I'd like to talk about that, I mean, they're not really Thanksgiving Day related, but I just found some really cool behind-the-scenes stuff on some other Let's films. do it. Let's do it. Let's well, first, I'm going to stay with the Thanksgiving Okay, theme. keep going. Yeah. Top 10 mishaps at the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Oh. Ready for this? I'm, I, this yeah, this sounds good. I like this. Like, I, I'm curious, because some of these years, like, I mean, as a family, when growing up, we used to watch this thing every year. I would try to... Here's the thing, is as I got older... Let me say this before you start. As, as you got older. As I got older... It, it wasn't a matter of like, oh, I don't want to watch the parade. It was a matter of like, oh, I'm too busy to sit down and watch the parade. I would either be like cleaning up, chasing children. Or this is just too fucking boring because I'm 15 is, and I have a Nintendo 64 Yeah, exa- exactly. exactly. <laughs> or yeah, yeah, or I was a teenager. I was like, or I'm not going to sit here and watch. I could, No disrespect, but I'm not going to sit here and watch 16 different high school bands play the same song. You know what I'm saying? Right. So... Again, for me, it was always the, f- as a kid, let's go back to that. So me as a kid, it was always the floats. Yeah. Ki- not, I wasn't even like, in, oh, the balloons, uh, B, uh, BFD. The balloons are like all of the mishaps. Yeah, usually. <laughs> that's usually what it is. The balloons, I was like, no big deal. But the floats, oh, I was always I was always like the. The He-Man floats and the, the battles. Oh, I'll never forget the have. He-Man float. Yeah, they I, had, like, I've, Castle, I've seen that video. Castle Grayskull, and it's amazing. Anyways, but go on with your, yeah, top ten. Um, This one was back in 1932. So clearly, none of us were around. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. Bob, do you remember this one? No, no, uh, no, not me. <laughs> plane crashes into a Tomcat balloon. Wait, a plane? Yep. How high were the balloons? <laughs> it was a. I mean, I guess it was decently high, but the the it was a student flyer with his instructor in the passenger seat, and said, "Hmm, I feel like taking that head's balloon off, or that balloon's head off." Wow, I'm dyslexic tonight. Yeah, clearly. But, uh, yeah, he's like, I feel like taking off that balloon's head. And he flew dro- down? Flew down and flew right into the fucking balloon. Whoa. And it and the balloon then wrapped around the engine and started to spiral down. But now, granted, like, they were much higher than they are now. They were above the buildings, right? Yeah. Or no? Uh, Maybe slightly. So, yeah. slightly. Well, At the buildings slightly, were not. Yeah. The buildings were nowhere near right. the height they are now. But, but um... But yeah, so like it wrapped into the and wrapped around the engine, started to spiral down, and the door of the plane flew open. Wow! And the instructor was, or the uh, the student was almost sucked out of the plane. What kind of plane does it? It was just a small little single. I'm sure it was just a not a single engine, but maybe I don't know. But either way, like the balloon, I'm, it must have been a single engine plane. I mean, had to have been, had to have been, especially to fly that low, you know, um, in between, like yeah, in yeah, the yeah, city, but um. Yeah, the balloon wrapped around the engine, started to spiral down. Girl was almost sucked out, but her foot got caught and held her in, kept her in to the plane mm-hmm. until she could, like, grab something and pull herself back down. And the instructor took control, turned the engine off or whatever, and coasted down, coasted it and got it back into the landing strip and then was like, 
huge investigation happened and everything because they were flying in a no-fly zone in the yeah. time and like all of that. That student still went on to become a aviator. Seriously, they didn't yeah. like spend the license. Or yeah, nothing. It was fine. Wow. Yep. So in 1957, no photo. No, okay, times out. No photos or anything. There was no, no photos. There's a photo of the old Tomcat, but I mean, there's not. It's not. It was still like blown up and everything. There was. I didn't really find anything. There's a few videos that I found. Uh, well, a video. The other ones were kind of blocked off. There's a video that I found. But we'll get there. In 1957. Popeye the Sailor Man, or whatever, how his hat, like, dips inward, has, like, that, you know, how it's, like, dented on the top of his yeah, head. Yeah, like a, yeah, yeah, there's, like, a, uh, a button or something. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, it started downpouring, mind you. In... Not a button. Um, It's a sailor hat. Yeah, it's a okay, sailor Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, but sorry. it's got the indent in the top. I know what you're talking you know. about. Yeah, yeah. So, like, it started raining at the end of November in New York City. Okay, well, it's winter time. That makes sense. And... It filled with water Ooh. and then leaned forward and soaked the crowd <laughs> in freezing yeah. cold water. Oh. I thought that one was just funny. Uh. <laughs> and in 1927, Felix the cat caught fire. It wrapped around telephone wires. Oh, yeah. That thing went quick then. Yeah, it went up. I mean, they got it extinguished. No one was hurt or anything Yeah, good, like good, 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 good. Oh, yeah. That thing... Went up in flames, and it was also the first larger than life balloon made that for mean? the Macy's Day Parade. What do you mean, larger than life? Like large, large, large. So it was oversized, way oversized. <laughs> it's like so. It's what the balloons are today. What the balloons are today. It was the very first one in 1927 of Felix the Cat, which was before the airplane fiasco. Yeah, yes. So, um, the very first video game character that was made into a balloon. Okay, hold on. Yep. Hold I'm, on. I'm not going to say it. I'm going to let you guess first. Hold on. You know what? I I want to say Pikachu. Nope. Before that. But it had to have been so- sooner than that because I don't think it was Mario. Nope. Something's telling me to say Sonic the Hedgehog. That is correct. All right. I was going to say, I know, I I try to go back. I'm going back in my own childhood. Like, remember the balloons? And <laughs> 1993. Sonic the Hedgehog crashed mm-hmm. and injured two people. Ooh. Yeah. It was a police officer. And um, a little girl. Mind you, it was just minor injuries. Thank God. It, it hit a lamppost or something like that and high winds. High winds has been one of the biggest mishaps with the Macy's Day Parade. Like a large like notorious, right? is from high winds. But um, but yeah, it was very minor injuries and everything. Like they, you, know, you know what they could create? I just thought of this since you said that real quick. Not to interrupt, but I just thought of it, so I'm going to say it. But you know what they could create? Giant kites instead? No, not even. Well, I mean, essentially, <laughs> that's what the balloons are. They're just filled, yeah. you know. But if they had, like, I don't want to say, like, a, a stand, but essentially if they had, like, a vehicle, like, say, a flatbed trailer or something like that, a flatbed truck mm-hmm. that went down the middle of the road, and then in the center was, a, like, an anchor cable for the center of the balloon. Okay, so it would almost be like your little blow-up things at the outside on Christmas time. No, it would be like how you when you go to the store and they have those little, those super cheap tiny balloons on a stick by the cash register back in the day. Oh, know? okay, yeah. It would be like a stick for the balloon, but it would go down the middle of the road so that the balloon, even if the balloon faulted, it would just drop down around that stick. Like it right. would deflate around that stick. It's just an idea. I don't know. I'm yeah. Sure. I'm going to pitch it to Macy's. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Anyways, go ahead. Sorry. Um, in Side. 2005, an M&M's balloon catches an office building and causes debris to fall, injuring Whoa. 
injuring two sisters. Yeah, it was a 515-pound balloon. Damn. You know what the uh, two sisters got for compensation? More M&Ms? No, that's exactly right. They got what? A lifetime supply of M&Ms. A lifetime supply. But what were their what were their injuries? Does it say that what their injuries uh, were? One, uh, I only said one of them, and she had to have like nine stitches on her head. Oh, okay, yeah, that's kind of yeah. Um, in 1991, I'm really curious if you remember this, and this is the video that I have uh, saved to try to upload onto Patreon. Oh, 1991, 1991. Um, we were in Spain. Then I didn't see. Then we didn't. No, see we them. weren't. Did we move to California at that point? We should have been in California. We were in California. It was Thanksgiving of 91. We were in California. Yeah, because in Spain. I was born in ninety. We were only in Spain when I was, we moved when I was like what six months. We yeah we yeah we left Spain in the nineties. Yeah we left yeah we we yeah we left Spain in the nineties. Uh, that's right. I'm pretty sure we moved. No, it was right between ninety and ninety one. There it was like a long move, but yeah. And we, we anyway. were because we were in California for only like a couple of years, but Kermit the Frog's head ripped off from tree branches in Central Park. I did not see it. <laughs> Thank God. I would have been traumatized, but I did not see it. So, here's the thing. Apparently, the head was like a separate balloon that was attached to the body. Okay. I could see the, I, I, I could see the balloon. I could, or I could see the balloon back then. It was like Kermit the Frog waving, I think. Yeah, well, um, the crew didn't give up. They, they, just like, they carried a headless Kermit the oh Frog my God. down to the fucking <laughs> oh Times Square. God, are you kidding me? I would have shut it down right then. Yeah, no, they they carried a headless Kermit the Frog. I wonder what the rules the are. I wonder if, like, oh, shit goes sideways to keep going, don't worry about it. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Like, we're just going to yeah, let just it keep it moving. Just, just let just it be. keep it moving. Like, I mean, like, they, they can't stop. Right. You know, because there's a whole parade or whatever, or half a parade or a quarter parade or whatever they're at behind them. Yeah. So, so they can't I move. I don't know. It's fucking headless <laughs> Kermit the Frog going down <laughs> fucking. And we got pictures. You said there's pictures? There's video? There's video. There's video. There's video right. of the Kermit the Frog. So all, all of our Patreons will be able to see that yeah. right now. I haven't looked at the videos, so I don't know exactly what it entails, but... We'll put uh, it up on Patreon. We'll put it up there anyway. Guess how much that balloon weighed? We said there's an M&M balloon. That was 515 that was 500 pounds. and what? 15. 15 pounds. The Kermit the Frog balloon. Now, I don't know if this weight is with or without the head. <laughs> yeah, okay. The Kermit the Frog balloon, in my memory, uh, was... Actually, a lot bigger than the M&M balloons. That's going to be correct. Uh, I don't want to say it was twice the size, though. I would say the Kermit the Frog balloon was probably between eight or 900 pounds. It was 1,000 pounds. Yeah, see, okay. Yeah, it was about twice the size. Um, I don't know who Keith Haring is. Apparently, he's an artist. Okay. But in 1997, there was a balloon that he had made, and it crashed into NBC's broadcast booth. Oh, crash into the camera. And Wait, what year was off. that? 1997. I remember that. You remember that? I do remember yeah, it. I do remember crashed that. Crashed into it, knocked down the camera, and took them off the air. Yes. And then they had to take the balloon off, and then they got everything back up and running. But yeah, crashed right into the three anchors. <laughs> that I remember. Surprisingly enough, that, of course, it's like, what the? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> that also happened to be the same year that they had a new, they had to create a new rule on the sizing of the balloons. Oh, th- th- that many years later now? <laughs> the cat in the hat crash. This is probably one of the... I don't know why this isn't number one. This cra- They crash into a lamppost, injuring four people, putting one of them in a 24-day coma. Whoa! 
Yeah. Okay, so how did the cat in the hat balloon crash? High wind into a lamppost. Lamppost crashed down right on. Oh, some, the lamppost came right down. on. Oh, yeah. Head. The cat in the hat balloon. Oh man, the cat in the hat balloon was just as big as Kermit the Frog. Yeah, it was huge. That was like it was like a and at least a thousand and pounds. That's balloon. why there's now a new sizing limit on the Mason's. So Day what is balloons. the sizing limit of the Mason's Day? Parade? I don't know. Does it say? No, it didn't say. No. And mind you, I'm, I'm I just wrote down the basis of what. No, happened. yeah, I'm no, it's fine. Talking freely about it. Well, you got more, and or, I've got two more. Go ahead and do with your two more. I'm gonna this. I'm gonna one look at the size. Is just also 1997. That was a bad year for the State Thanksgiving Parade, because this one, I dude, I laughed hysterically. Like if you remember, we were sitting here. I was just writing these, and I was laughing hysterically. And you're like, "What?" And I said, "No, wait, wait till the podcast." Right. Okay. Time's out. Okay. Before you say it, the balloon must measure at least 68 feet in height, 77 feet in length. Or 39 feet in width. That's it. At least. That's what it says. Oh, so there's no, like, at most? I, <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's got to be a big-ass balloon, or you're not doing it. That seems dangerous to me. Yeah. So, okay, so when you're done, I've got I got a small, okay. tiny list to go just run through real quick when you're done. Dude, keep going. The, the 97, 1997, once again, like, I kind of want to watch the full 1997 day yeah, parade. I know, right? It just seems like a big fucking shit show. <laughs> It's like 2020. Dude, for real? Like, yeah. Oh, I can't even imagine what's going to happen this year. If 1997 was rough for the Macy's Day Parade. Oh, they canceled it, bro. Did they cancel it? Yeah, there's no Macy's Day Parade this year. You know what they should have done? Here, here, oh, no, here actually, no. I think it's going to be virtual. Okay, I was going to say they should have done a gonna, virtual. I think, it, I think they're going to do a virtual one. Yeah. They should have just did it virtually. That would have been... They, I think that's what they are doing, actually, to tell you the truth. I'll have to look that up again. But, dude, in 1997, okay, because of the high winds... Police had to deflate the Barney and the Pink Panther balloon. Oh, my God. The Pink Panther balloon. I remember that. Do you know how they did this? Mind you, mid-parade. They deflated them mid-parade. Uh, <laughs> Thousands of children everywhere, and they're stabbing Barney with knives. <laughs> did the, was the balloon failing? What was going on? It was too windy. It was starting to, like, knock into buildings and, like, starting to, like, go into bounce off of things. Bounce off of things. And so they just fucking went up and just started stabbing Barney and scared the shit out of all of the kids that were watching the parade. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Uh, that's wild. And then in uh, this last one I had, I don't know why it was, like, the number one, but 1989... Record snowstorm punctures Snoopy and Bugs Bunny. It split Snoopy's nose and put a slit down Bugs Bunny's side. But it was the biggest snowstorm that New York had seen in 51 years. Wow. Well, those I mean, those balloons are cl- clearly aren't cheap. So right. for them to take any damage whatsoever, they're and they most of the time they're unrepairable. Like yeah, they're done. You know, it's a whole. You get next the, the next year you get a new model. Yeah. So in in my look to see what the what the restrictions are. Real quick, while we were talking about this, I have um, stumbled across a, a, li- a real quick list. So, yeah. So, the balloons must measure at least 68 feet, like I said, 77 feet in length or 39 feet in width. Uh, the size above the balloon's present-day size limits do count. Otherwise, this would be a shorter list. Okay. So, the tallest balloon. Ready? Mm-hmm. The tallest balloon, and I'm not going to go through all these lists, but the tallest is 102 feet tall. And it's, Jesus. And it's olive oil with sweet pea. Doesn't say the year, but Pink Panther is number two. It's seventy-eight feet tall. <laughs> yeah, and the fucking cops just went up and just started stabbing just it in front of a bunch of kids, <laughs> stabbing them. The um, okay, 
Yeah. I really want to find the entire 1997 Day Parade. There was a dragon balloon that was 178 feet long. That's nuts. Yeah, that's insane. Because Kermit the Frog is 78 feet long, and Pink Panther is 100 feet long. So, And the widest balloon has always been um, Woody Woodpecker at 45 feet wide. Oh, shit. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sh- uh, Shrek, they had a Shrek balloon that was 39 feet. Um, the Superman balloon. Surprisingly enough, Superman balloons make every single list. So let me just say that real quick. The Superman balloon was 75 feet tall, 106 feet long. Jesus. And 44 feet wide. Wow. It's fucking... That's a massive balloon. <laughs> yeah. It does, there's no... That's all I got. There's no weight or anything. Um, nah, I totally want to see the 97, though. Let's yeah, see <laughs> yeah, no, for real. Like, I'm actually. I think that that's the the one that we should look. We should. That's just. We should the, watch this year. The, Fuck a virtual one. Let's go back and watch the 1997 Macy's one. 1997 parade. There's gonna be on, photos. I wonder if there's gotta be photos. Yeah, I wonder if the whole video is on YouTube though. It's, I, gotta, it's be. gotta be. Oh, I'm looking at a stabbed Barney. <laughs> I have photos of stabbed Barney. <laughs> Holy crap! Look, dude, flip it. Yeah, flip the monitor. Check it. Uh, I dude. don't want to break your monitor. No, it's, it's fine. Nice Let's monitor. just look. Fucking Stabby McGee over here. Oh, shit. Dude. Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay, so I'm just going to post that on Patreon. There you go. <laughs> uh, our, yeah, our Patreon our, our Patreon people are going to get some photos. I got Stabby Stabby Barney. <laughs> <laughs> they don't even have the Pink Panther. They're not even bothering showing the Pink Panther. They're like, yeah. <laughs> Barney was worse enough. <laughs> no, the Pink Panther, he always has like a life preserver or a... Um, inner tube around him that was like his balloon or whatever and how uh, come i remember the pink panther like, being in like a jail suit like the black and white they stripes do, there's been a couple of them there's been yeah. a couple there's been a couple uh but yeah the pink <laughs> there's one photo of the pink panther and he's like on his back like falling down uh but yeah i got pictures so okay you know what that's what we're gonna do we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna um i'm gonna go through the macy's parade and i'm going to post the pictures of the balloons failing <laughs> so we're gonna have a balloon fail post I might even fuck it. I might even post them on Instagram. Fuck it. Uh, I found the Pink Panther stabby one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyways, oh, this is this is golden right here. This uh, this is greatness. This is this is 2020 in a nutshell. I should just post all this and be like, here's your Macy's 2020 parade. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. But besides all that, man, um, I did. I I actually I found a lot because I know I talked about. Some of the behind the scenes of like random movies a while back, mm-hmm. and one of which was uh, Titanic, and how um, somebody fed the cast PCP on set. Right, you right, that? right, right, right. right. It was like okay, yeah, it was yeah, and we were like, oh, it was one thing to be a prank, but it's another thing for people to get hurt by a prank. Yeah, right, right. Well, I ended up like finding like a bunch of information about behind the scenes of the Titanic that I really were super interesting. Cool, um, let's hear it. What you got? Well, like Kate Winslet refused to wear a wetsuit during the uh, the door scene. Why? What was her re- did it say what her reasoning was? Yeah, she uh, she felt it would distract her from her performance because she wouldn't be teeth chattering. Well, she just she would realize that it's on, and it would, she just thought it would yeah distract her from 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 actually putting on the performance. So, I mean, and kudos to her. It that, came out good. She caught pneumonia. Well, there. Well, then this is why we do what we do. Yeah, exactly. This is safety first. Do you know who was supposed to play Jack originally? Oh, 
you're gonna I you I the don't first studio's first choice. Is okay, what it was. you know what? It's funny. I did see something way back in the day about this, but I couldn't. All right, all right, all right. Really, Matthew McConaughey? <laughs> yep. Yep. That would have been a whole different film. That would have been a whole different movie. Absolutely. I mean, I could, don't get me wrong. I could see it. I could see it. Yeah, I but... can to an extent. Oh, real quick, since we're talking about Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. That line you just said. Yep. It's from Days to Confused. Yeah, I know that. I love that movie. It was an ad lib. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was not that... part of the film. Yep. So when he rolls up and with his window down, they were like action or whatever, and he just said it because he has no lines. Yeah. Well, no, in he that, does in that scene. Yeah, he does. Okay. No. You got a joint, man. No. Ah, uh, be a lot cooler if you did. <laughs> right, but when I mean when he first rolls up. That's my point. That yeah. like that lines, all those lines didn't exist. Right. And they were like, let he did that, and they were like, no, oh, let's keep going. Let's write. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, let's right write on. it. That's and that's, again, that's the story he told. So. No, I don't no know. shit. Yeah. I think yeah, I think I think he talks about it in his new book or whatever it is, the uh, Green Lights or whatever. Green Light. Didn't he write the? I don't know. I've never heard of that. Yeah, Matthew McConaughey came out with a book. No shit. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, what else are you gonna do in 2020 with all the studios closed? Start a podcast? Yeah. I mean, who does that? <laughs> who does that? That's so weird. <laughs> There's only a million other podcasts out there. Why wouldn't Why would someone want to start another one? Yeah, Jesus. <sighs> I mean, people usually give up 17 episodes in. Yeah, people usually realize <laughs> that nobody wants to hear what they have to say, and they let it go. Oh, man. And here we are with a fucking merch store. That's right. <sighs> Whatever. It's cool. I like it. <laughs> it's, it's fun. Um, people are buying stuff, so... I'm glad to make them happy, as long as I'm making them laugh. Exactly. And letting them know a little bit of inside scoops. I think we'll keep going. All right. What, you got anything else? Oh, you keep oh, going. I'm sorry. Yeah. I interrupted your... No, yeah. yeah you could. No, no. Man, you good. Go ahead. Keep going. Um, so they actually use, like, icy Pacific waters in the filming of that. Like, that water was fucking cold on right. the set of the Titanic. Um, well, yeah. They use, like, a large pool, like a large... I don't want to say reservoir, but like I use a large to film it. Yeah. And they're not going to heat that. Well, because of that, um, they actually had hot tubs on set for the cast. For as soon as they got done filming, they're like, yo, go jump in the hot tub and heat up, which I thought was awesome. That does sound <laughs> awesome, but I mean, have you, I mean, have you ever, and, and, and for most people, I don't know, that lived in, of course, we lived in Florida, so have you ever, have you ever got out of the pool and jumped in a hot tub? Yeah, it feels amazing. Yeah, but it's like a system shock. Yeah. Now, having to do that over and over and over, take after take after take, uh, I think after a while, I would just be like, no, I'm going to (laughs) freeze. Yeah. Yeah, I feel you. Did you know the movie actually unfolds in real time? What do you mean by that? So, James Cameron wanted to make it true to life. The movie runs for two hours and 40 minutes. Okay. That is actually the exact amount of time that the Titanic sank in after hitting the iceberg. So from the point that the Titanic hit that iceberg to it the sank point where it was two hours and forty minutes, right? So the point where it's underwater. So like the movie, he made it two hours and forty minutes. So essentially, if you were on the Titanic and it hit the iceberg and you started the movie, <laughs> by the time the credits roll, you're underwater. Yes. Okay. Um, That's crazy. And the scene when the iceberg hits, or the Titanic hits the iceberg, right? Right. 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 Um, that whole scene lasts thirty-seven seconds. 
which is the exact amount of time that the Titanic like hit the iceberg. And he knows this for sure. Yeah, these were all like facts. He like actually he, he did his homework, right? Yeah, he actually uh, to gain uh, to gain inspiration for the movie, he right. actually frequented a Titanic museum. And fun fact, that is actually where he got the idea for the wooden plank for Rose to lay on. Because there was an actual wood, like they say it's the door, but it's actually just a, a wooden plank, right? Um, actually, at least it, at least what it was inspired off of, because it was just a salvaged piece of the ship that mm-hmm. he saw in a museum, and it inspired him for the ending scene. And speaking of that ending scene, <laughs> Cameron refused to give people breaks during it. The what? lifeboat scene at the end, uh, it didn't say, but the actors ended up peeing in the water. Whoa. Because they couldn't take a bathroom break, including Kate and Leo. My guess is because the scene was probably super expensive to film, and they were on a time crunch. But, okay, but they're, okay, be that as it may, we've been on set. I, we've say, been I don't on... know how SAG feels about that. No, I would imagine somebody got in trouble. He probably, yeah. had, to pay, he probably had to pay extra money for it, but... Yeah. Uh... Yeah, there's the, the right heart sigh. sigh. <laughs> so it's just uh, it's just frustrating because it could have been avoided, I guess. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Do you know? Who, oh, speaking of Matthew McConaughey playing Jack, did you know who was supposed to play Captain Smith? Now, Captain Smith is the captain that goes down with the ship, the right? With the white okay. beard and everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. Robert De Niro. Really? Yeah, he was actually already casted as Captain Smith. But had a medical uh, emergency issue. Like, he had, he had a medical issue at last minute and could not film. Hmm. Yeah. I thought that would have been that, that would have been real interesting. Did you know I'm the King of the World was actually ad-libbed? No. That part I didn't know. <laughs> yeah. I figured Leo, that was written in. Leo ad-libbed that. Just screaming, I'm the King of the World. The front of the ship. All Leo. That and uh, his sketchbook. Yeah. Was all uh, actually sketched by James Cameron himself. So he drew all the sketches? Yep. Okay, so part of me says creepy. Because it's all naked women? Dude, yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, I get it. Like, oh, we need authenticity. Let's. I could probably, I could draw it. Let me just draw it real quick. Mm-hmm. Or is it like, I'm going to draw a bunch of naked chicks because <laughs> I'm the director and I can't. Um, I'm going to say Hollywood 1997. Or no, excuse me, Hollywood 1995. Is that what the year the Titanic came out? I yeah, I think so. so yeah. yeah, 95, 94, something like that. Um, creepy. I'm gonna say it right now. I don't care. All right. I'm gonna say it. I, I think. It, I think there's. I think there's a creep factor there, and I'm not. Well, I wasn't of, there. I don't know. I was way too young. Speaking of naked ladies, also. <laughs> well, that was a good lead in. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, actually, this is one that I didn't even write down. I just remembered reading about it. It was uh, when Kate Winslet f- met Leonardo DiCaprio for the first time. Right. Because of the sketch scene, she flashed him. She's just all like, "Hey, get this out of the way." <laughs> just you like, know what? A lot, a lot of actors and actresses do that. That's something actually I did know. Surprisingly enough, I don't. I don't. It's funny, but I did know that. I think that was brought up in an interview when the movie came out. But a lot of actors and actresses like will just be like, like because they, they wear robes for like nude scenes and stuff like that. So they'll just be like, "Look at this," La-da-da. and then it, it's a, it's like a desensitizing. Right thing, you know what I'm saying? It's like, hey, you've already seen it, so 
Yeah. So now just, you can worry about just, the performance. Yeah, just work on your acting. Of, yeah. Right. So, well, I mean, that's smart. To an extent, yeah. Yeah. You know, I thought it was really actually uh, really interesting about somebody came across a Jay Dawson on the actual Titanic. Okay. You know, Jack Dawson. Right. No, yeah, movie. I get it. But it was just Jay Leonardo Di- Dawson. Leonardo DiCaprio's character. Yeah. Right. Jay Dawson. That actually a guy, a real life guy that died on the Titanic named Jay Dawson. Did James Cameron make up the Jay Dawson character and this just happens to be a coincidence? It's or a coincidence. Okay. I was going to say, or did he His see His name it? was actually see, Joseph him. Dawson. Ah. The real guy. And he was a crew member on the Titanic that had died. Um... But his gravestone only says Jay Dawson. His grave is now frequently visited okay, yeah, there. by Titanic fans. Yeah, I bet. Like frequently. I just thought it was one hell of a coincidence. I mean, I don't like I said, I don't know if James Cameron like kinda planned that, what, but I mean, maybe. I mean again, like we talked about before, directors do stuff that we have no idea. Like yeah. look at like I said, what we were talking about with John Hughes. You know, you build your universe, so. Um, you know, dude, as, as we're sitting here and we're talking about all this stuff, I still can't wrap my mind around, like, some of this Macy Day's, uh, Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade stuff. And I'm just like, are they doing a virtual one this year? I, I don't know. that up I, real quick? I can. Yes, I can. Um, I... <laughs> I'm sitting here going over stuff where, like, I'm looking at stuff from Florida Man, and it's just... Um, beyond when it comes to like Thanksgiving Florida Man stuff, it's fucking beyond me. What you said, the Florida Man stuff? Yeah, I, like I, I wanted to do a like a semi dive, but it's dark, man. It's that's what I'm saying. It's like, all it's dark. a lot of dark stuff for like, Thanksgiving. There's some that I found on Reddit, yeah. But I mean, there's it's not an actual like article, so I can't. So it's hard to pull it. up stuff, right? But like one of them I saw was like. Florida man robs Burger King and apologizes for doing so on Thanksgiving. Yeah, it's like, you know. And then there was another one that I had seen. Um, Hold on. Maybe you saw this one. Uh, Lake Wales, Florida man. 38-year-old man was arrested after being accused of shooting and killing another man on Thanksgiving. I saw that one, but once again, it went all dark. Yeah, it's just dark. You know what? I do have a, um, a Florida man story. A it's, not dark one? It's not dark, and it's it's not funny. It's more... It's it's a nice, oriented... It, it's, it's a sweet story. I don't believe you. Florida man's first person with Down syndrome to finish Iron Man triathlon. You know what? You know what? I saw that. Yeah. That is awesome. That is an awesome story. I thought it was really awesome. He was 21 years old. He actually made history as the first one with Down syndrome to complete the Iron Man triathlon which includes a 2.4-mile swim, a 112-mile bike ride, and a 26.2-mile run in a single day. And he's a he's a Florida man? Yeah, he's out of Panama City. Nice. The uh, Special Olympics connected uh, Chris Nick, uh, Nickick okay. uh, with Ironman competitor Dan Greep, who helped train him. So, like, whenever he was doing the swim, because it's a, uh, like I said, it's a 2.4-mile swim, for safety reasons, they actually tethered the kid to him to right. the trainer right for safety reasons right but they didn't even have, like the trainer was like dude actually like i feel like i only slowed him down like <laughs> type of thing like really? he was like he didn't need to be like he's like it wasn't necessary he did all the work you know and i, I thought that that was i think i just thought that's a really awesome story you know and actually uh all on his own beforehand like earlier on in the year he did a half a triathlon as just like a practice oh like a like a dry run yeah Kudos to that guy. 
Okay, so I have the update on your Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. I mean, by the time people listen to this, it's probably they're going to already know it, but yeah. I'm going to tell you at least right now. Ready? Yep. It's still happening. Macy's Day Parade? Parade right. celebration is still happening this year, but like everything else, it's changed. The 94th annual Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade will still air from 9 a.m. to noon. Now, there was about 3.5 million people in person along the 2.5-mile route last year. Right. This year, all of the activities are going to be held in that um, Midtown Square. So the only way to watch will be on television. So it's not going to be in person. So there's not going to be a parade route. Does that make sense? So they're not. it's not so much going to be a parade. I think it's so much going to be a more like, like how they Macy's, do the shows, how the right. it's gonna um, be like Macy's Rockettes. Thanksgiving Day show, I guess. Right. So, like, the Rockettes show up and do their dance and, like, and things of like that. It's just going to be the show. The marching band right. comes in, does their song and their little march, and then... Yeah, it's crazy. So, I... Well, that's cool. At least they're still doing something, you know? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. The staffing cool. is... I'll be sleeping. The staffing it, is so. way less. <laughs> like, last year's parade staffing was, like, 10,000, 8,000 to 10,000 people. Performers, wow. staff, balloon handlers, the whole nine yards. Uh, the workforce this year is cut by 70%. So they'll actually have less than 2,000 people who will film the entire segment over two days. Oh, so it's just going to be filmed and then Well, play. apparently it's going to be filmed on the 25th. And then some of the other a majority of the action will happen live on Thanksgiving. But, I mean, they're going to like pre-film some of the stuff. So it's going to be, I mean, it'll be odd. I want to say odd to watch the first year ever. It's going to be different. Yeah. That's cool, though. I mean, at least they still are doing something. You okay. Know I mean, they're trying okay. to rise spirits. Hold on. Hold up. Apparently, I don't have to pitch this shit to Macy's like we talked about earlier. Are they doing it? Listen to this. So the parade's larger character balloons are typically anchored by 80 to 100 trained handlers. And a vehicle now will be anchored by five special, specifically rigged, like, cables and vehicles. No shit. Yeah. Speaking of the balloons, the 2020 parade will offer plenty of new attractions for viewers, including a 48-foot-tall boss baby and Red Titan from YouTube series Ryan's World. I've never heard I, of it. You're lucky if you haven't. <laughs> there are parade floats for the animated legends Tom and Jerry. Oh, l- let me just lead into that. Have you seen the new Tom and Jerry trailer? No. I didn't know that there was new ones Dude, It's a out. new... Mo- no, it's a movie. A live-action Tom and Jerry movie. Live-action? Sort of. Uh, do you remember how they did... Do you remember Space Jam? Yeah. Remember how it was like animation and live action? Yeah. It's like that. What? That's it's cool. So, dude, it's so cool. It is so... I saw the trailer. I saw the trailer was announced, and I, uh-huh. and I have it all show to you after we get off uh, the show. Uh, it's coming out next year, 2021. It's literally Tom and Jerry. It's Dude, it's so awesome. That's cool, man. It's I love so Tom and Jerry awesome. growing up. Um, do you remember the girl? I can't think of the actress's name, but the one that was in that played in um, Kickass, Hit Girl. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She's yeah. Star- um, she's starring in it. Moitz, I think is her last name. Oh no shit. She stars in it. Yeah. So it it, it looks. I mean, it looks awesome. Like it, Tom and Jerry are both animated. Right. You know. So it's. But yeah. Is it year. like animated? Like how. Space Jam was, or is it animated like how um, no, it's not. Lady and the Tramp was animated? No. Is it like CGI animation? No. Not, it's cartoon it's not, animated? It's not, yeah, it's really, it's... Is it like, okay, yeah, is it Space Jam or is it Garfield? <sighs> That's what I want to know. Space Jam or Garfield? You heard the sigh? 
Yeah. Okay. Well, that means I'm not sure how to explain it to you. Okay. So, <laughs> I I, ha- I had like a photo and I wanted to show it to you, at least. But it's it's probably more along the lines of Garfield. Okay. But I don't know because they look they're three dimensional. They're not flat characters like Space That's Jam what I'm was. Saying. Okay. So Space they Jam they're, was flat characters. Yeah. They're not flat characters, characters. But they they still have that cartoon. Look, I can't. I'll have to show you. I'll show you the trailer. Like Sonic? No, it's better. I don't honestly. It's. I'll show you. Okay. And for the rest of you out there, you guys have to look it up. You can see it now. It's a new uh, again live action Tom and Jerry film coming out in 2021. It's funny. I just looked at. It, I was like, I wanted to show you actually when <laughs> when you came over. So good thing it reminded me. I do remember one of the one of the funny little scenes that goes by real quick in the trailer, and I'm going to tell you it so you can catch it. Uh, there's a scene where Jerry the mouse. He's washing himself in like a bathtub, and he's like reading a paper or whatever. All right. He's got his like TV behind him, which is like a little bitty like screen or something. And he's got speakers on the side, but the speakers on the side are AirPods. Oh no shit! <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like uh, I caught it. And I was like, oh, that's, that's a genius little idea. Like yeah. you know what I'm saying? So, anyways, yeah. Unfortunately, like uh, I think your Florida Man story is the only good, really the goodwill one. I don't want to. Yeah. I mean, there's like Florida man killed in the Thanksgiving Day strip club violence, and Florida man yeah. <laughs> loses arm in diving accident, and shooting and killing his whole family, and Happy Thanksgiving after they eat the turkey, then <sighs> this guy goes crazy, and I mean, uh... yeah, and I'm not doing like even much worse is the Urban Dictionary. I tried looking up some stuff for that, and that was just like the fuck. People are gross. Dude, people are disgusting, man. Like, is everything with the Urban Dictionary Thanksgiving, like, way graphic? Yes. Graphic, sexual, and disgusting. Like, I won't I won't even tell you in person off podcast. I'm not, I'm not putting it on the air. That's, <laughs> like, and that's totally fine. Like, it's fucking gross. Okay, so let me give you a non-Thanksgiving word from the Urban Dictionary. Okay. Okay? Apocalypsing. You probably saw this. Yeah, I did see that one. Okay. I just can't remember. It just popped right up, I figured. Yeah, I can't remember what it was. Hold on. I I just saw it. That's when you move too fast into a relationship as if it's the end of the world. Yes. (laughs) You get super serious super quick. Yes. Cameron's going to marry the first woman he he lays. (laughs) And she's going to treat him like shit. That was one of the best quotes from Ferris Bueller. It was, man. Another John, that, Hughes, another John Hughes film. Yeah, so we just, that and the, we should uh, just did a whole episode on John Hughes films. We should have that, and then of course, um, life moves pretty fast. If you don't slow down, oh, you, you, you might know, miss it. It's life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop to look around for a minute, yeah, <laughs> you might miss it. You might miss it. I love that line, man. That's great. There's a new one though that came out October 31st. LOL sob. Laugh out loud, son of a bitch. I thought so, but it's laugh out loud and sob, an expression for something oh. that makes you laugh and cry at the same time. Oh, I got a Florida an man. An expression of bitter anger over something funny. Once again, it was Reddit, but with the Florida man, Florida man urinates on in-laws carpet, carpet during Thanksgiving feast. Wait, what? <laughs> what was that? Florida man urinates on in-laws carpet during Thanksgiving feast. Just because he's just like there? Yeah. There had to be like a there had to be context. There's got to be more context. According to the police, the brother-in-law said Norfolk was escorted out of the home after urinating on the living room floor. The brother-in-law gave Norfolk $40 for a hotel room and the officer offered to drive him there, but the Florida man became agitated 
After continually shouting obscenities, mm-hmm. he was taken into custody and was taken to Porter County Jail, where he was charged with resisting law enforcement, disorderly conduct, and public intoxication. He was drunk. Oh, so he was drunk. Oh, yeah. so there you go. And then, and then, I mean, I mean, the internet is savage. And then there's just a whole bunch of quotes from the Big Lebowski. Like, fuck, man, that rug really put the rug, the rug really put the um, living room together. Or <laughs> yeah, tied the room together. Right. Tied the room together. Yeah, <laughs> the rug really tied the room together. And then people commenting, "Fucking a, it did. Fucking a." <laughs> <laughs> So Thanksgiving coming up, but like the bar scene for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Busy, not busy. Oh, Wednesday before uh, Thanksgiving is one of the busiest nights of the year for the bar. And see, industry. that's crazy to me. Why? Because everybody's in town for the holidays. And right. And nobody wants to cook the day before Thanksgiving. So restaurants and bars. Restaurants are usually fill up. People go out for drinks because right. they're catching up with family members that just got well, into Because town. people are catching up with COVID. Well, yeah, now. Um, so... I don't know how this year's going to be. Couldn't tell you um, because of COVID and everything like that. And now they're saying, you know, try not to have too big of parties. But I mean, you got to remember that this is Florida. Oh yeah, and nobody gives nobody a crap. Cares, right? You know, right? They, okay, so like the plethora of bad decisions. The the government is like is like big corporations as to they like money and they don't care if you die. <laughs> so like. I, uh, and I gotta admit, I stole that from the newest episode of Superstore. Well, that shit was funny because <laughs> they were talking about the COVID ordeal, and one of the characters is all like, "Well, you gotta look at it from corporate's point of view, okay? They like money, and they don't care if we die." There you go. <laughs> like, there you go. Which is highly accurate for most any corporation. So I get that, but like, uh, it's just I don't know, dude. I I drink two beers now, and I wake up with the worst fucking hangover of my life. That's getting older. Can't, can't drink like a. So you know what? And that's the thing is that somebody told me a while back. That's when you know that you're getting old, dude. I don't drink. I don't know. I know, but this I drank is when, when I was like you're... 21 to 22, and I got it out of my system, and I was like, I'm good. Okay, I drank from like 15 to yeah 29, uh, probably yesterday. So <laughs> shut up. <laughs> um, but no, so no, I don't know. Ever since the COVID thing, I don't really drink anymore because I just we stopped going out because of COVID. So mm-hmm. I just stop drinking really um but anyway so but somebody told me a while back and it's like i've i've it's the most one of the truest statements i've heard is that when you're young and you have a hangover you say i'm never drinking again but when you're older and you have a hangover you're like oh, i can't drink like i used to <laughs> that's, that's that's when you know you're old there's always an excuse yeah yeah no i mm, i don't know i just for me, I was like, oh, yeah, let's do it. I'm 21. Woo-hoo, woo, yeah. And then I was like, 22. Woo. <laughs> I mean, but, like, again, at 18, I had, you know, a full-time job. Kids. Uh, kids, a wife, at the, you know, at the time, and the, whole, and the whole nine yards. Yeah. So it wasn't like I didn't do the party thing and the crazy 21-year-old yeah, well, I mean, thing. All my 20s have been, you know, bachelor life. So yeah, I've been drinking the side whole No kids, and I can do whatever I want, when I want, where I want, so. It's been a hell of a ride. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, now, and now I'm 40. Had a lot of fun. And now I'm 40, and my kids are grown. So you, are, are you saying you're ready to start drinking, bro? Uh, no. Because <laughs> <laughs> now you start I'm ready too... to party it up? I'll now... drink with you, bro. We'll have to have an episode where we just get hammered. Or just our... get wasted. Just kidding. New Year's. New Year's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
You know, that's that's what I'm wondering about. What? How are they going to do New Year's this year? How they do? How do they do the Fourth of July? They didn't. And welcome to New Year's. <laughs> <laughs> They're really going to skip out on New Year's Rock and Eve. Yeah. Dude, they're skipping out on the Macy's Day Thanksgiving Thanksgiving Day not Parade. Skipping out on it, they're just changing it. Okay, are they going to do the same thing with yes? With why wouldn't you? Dick Chase's ball drop. I or don't whatever? know about Dick's Dick, balls dropping, Dick but who, my point. Dick who? Clark. Dick Clark's balls drop. That's right. right every year. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they do it every. They do. <laughs> they do it every year. I don't. It, 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 there's yeah. There's thousands of people in Times Square. Thousands of people in Times Square. Yeah. Not this year. I can almost tell you certain. Unless, unless the COVID cure comes out before New Year's, which I don't foresee it happening. Yeah, I don't think why. it's coming out until March. But, um, yeah, so we'll see. I think it's going to be virtual. You I think it'll the, be virtual. You think it'll be virtual? For, for yeah. I think that, honestly, though, like, I think local areas are still going to do it. Well, if, if you're talking about Florida... No, yeah, nobody Florida, gives a Florida, shit. Yeah, nobody gives a shit. People are going to be fucking spitting in each other's faces on New Year's. <laughs> it's going to be fucking bananas. This place is a cesspool. Yeah. <laughs> so. You know, it's funny. <laughs> Over 59% of our listeners are from Florida. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? Here's the thing. They all know. They, they all know. All they all, they're not. Us. They're like, yeah, okay. You, yeah, it's we're fucking right. crazy right. down here. It's a fucking bonkers. This shit's walkie new new. That's right. <laughs> That's right. I would I would rather watch Beethoven's Treasure Trail <laughs> than live in Florida. You anymore. you would rather <laughs> Uh yeah, I'm <laughs> uh, Oh man. Uh, okay, real quick question though, cranberry sauce canned or not canned? Or can, let me say canned, jellied, or loose? Preference. Go. Canned. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm going with canned. As jellied, long as we're on the same jellied. page. Jellied all day. As long as we're on the same page. <laughs> all right. That's what yes, I got. I got. Absolutely. That's what I have. Okay. I mean, it's either. That's I'm what cool we either one. But okay, fuck jellied that's is more classic to us because you know we grew up poor. Because it came out like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. We grew up poor. That's you know. <laughs> uh, Dug in, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Don't forget our merch store right now. Twenty percent off using the code Rundown promo code Rundown at checkout. 20% off anything in our merch store at teespring.com slash stores slash Rayheart Rundown. That's right. Uh, keep right an eye now out. until uh, the end of Cyber Monday. Yes, all the way until Monday, you can get 20% off anything in our merch store. That goes for everything. Again, the promo code runs at checkout. So definitely check that out. Yeah, and stay and, tuned for more merch. Right. And do not forget, real quick, I have to mention it, Patreon at our website, our uh, patreon.com slash Rundown. If you subscribe to our Patreon on any level, even the $1 tier, that's right, the Just a Fan tier, you actually will still qualify. I say qualify. I don't even know if qualify is the right word, but you will still get our holiday gift. That's right. Yes. I've added to it, by the way. I've added, I've added to the gift. Nice. Yes. We're going to actually have to send out packages now. Oh, right on. Yeah, man. so buckle up. Here yeah, we go. we can do that. We still have the loyalty program as well. Every three months, you get a new gift. Right. So uh, definitely check it out. Patreon.com slash Rundown, Teespring.com slash store slash Rundown. Promo code RUNDOWN. 20% off. Uh, but happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Yeah. Uh, make sure that you, hopefully you've listened to this before you've stuffed yourself. Uh, or, I don't know, maybe you've already eaten and maybe you've already, now you're burping up canned cranberry 
<laughs> and listening to us and, and we're making you laugh and now you're getting sick all right uh hope you guys enjoyed uh listening to us ramble on about uh, nonsense and yeah and thank and thanksgiving movies that we tried to dig up to find behind the scenes for you uh but again here we go with the music still playing jesus christ all right y'all have a happy thanksgiving and uh we'll talk to you next week happy thanksgiving y'all peace